Welcome back to Our Street. Lynn Fisher today with my buddy Kurt Elder on silent. He's, uh, we're having some mic to ask. Well, I just borrowed the microphone if you could, Dolph, and how you came to be uh, involved with Cause Collective. But start with yourself and then tell us about the organization. We'll, we'll just let you uh, tell your story. Sure. Thank you. Well, I uh, grew up here in Lincoln, excited to, always proud and excited to be part of Lincoln and the community. In fact, my first, my stepfather was the owner and founder of Dirt Cheap Records, if anyone Oh, yeah, sure. Maybe, maybe remember him. Kurt's so. too young. I remember that. I know. Yeah. <laughs> he's a little bit younger, but that's uh, that's my claim to fame in Lincoln anyway. And, and very proud. He was, he was a great guy and very much a part of KZUM and uh, always enjoyed being here on any show I can get on and, and being a part of KZUM as well. My degree education is actually in music performance from here from UNL and somehow about 22 years ago I got roped into nonprofits and started my nonprofit career doing direct service with refugees and immigrants uh, typically grants from the Office of Refugee Resettlement and just really found my place helping the community uh, at that time in particular with refugees and immigrants and just just love that and there's nothing better than meeting people uh, other than traveling the world. Right. And the second best thing is meeting people that are here in Lincoln from all over the world. And Lincoln is overwhelmingly uh, a very welcoming place. And I'm, uh, again, proud of that and excited that we can have them here. Then about 10 years ago, I got connected to uh, what is now called Cause Collective. We rebranded about four years ago. Some people out there may know it as, uh, uh, formerly known as Human Services Federation. But uh, we thought Cause Collective was a much better fit and uh, welcoming to all nonprofits. So what we do there is a basically a chamber of commerce for nonprofits. So we're a membership agency that supports other nonprofits. We strengthen them through collaboration, education, and advocacy. So we provide uh, trainings throughout the year to help with uh, help them with capacity building. We uh, provide peer support in a manner of speaking. We have an executive director's roundtable where we can come and, and share information and learn from each other. We have a Skillshare program where uh, if you just want a one-on-one meeting with another uh, manager or executive director to learn about budgeting or managing someone or just need to, to kind of vent to one of your peers in a more confidential setting, we offer that too. But those are just some samples of what we do. We have a couple dozen different services that we provide for agencies or the people that work at those member agencies and nonprofits. So, uh, geographically, is it just Lincoln, or where where do you reach out to? It's uh, within Lancaster County. Lancaster so County. So, any nonprofit or government agency that has a registered office or provides services within Lancaster County uh, can become a member. And membership is agency wide. So. A good example of some larger, like Food Bank, as as a member. So all their staff that want to take advantage of our trainings at any time can come to come to those. Well, that's interesting. So uh, tell us about the world of nonprofits in Lancaster County and Lincoln. Um, is this a uh, a group of organizations that is growing in number? Are they stable? you see some falling off? How, what's the historical pattern in the number and types and, and uh, those sorts of things of, of nonprofits? That's an excellent question. Yeah. Well, I think it probably follows the trends of uh, everywhere in the States where there's a growing number of nonprofits. It's 
Nowadays, I think from, I don't know, exact time, 20 years ago, it's easier to start a nonprofit, whereas just we're more knowledgeable with internet, right? We can go Google how to start a nonprofit. Uh, that can be a, a good and, and bad thing, too. Uh, we, you want to be prepared and knowledgeable before you start a nonprofit, of course, and make sure you know how and where you're going to get funding and things like that. So it's good that there's many more people, I think, that are, are caring and wanting to help the community. And we, we love that. So uh, there's definitely more nonprofits. We've grown as a membership. I've been director about uh, five and a half years, and we've almost doubled in size. So we're excited about that growth. Sure. I got the mic. Yeah, go ahead. I got it. All right. Go so, so when we say we doubled in size, so that would, you know, Thursday beginning and, and where we are now, how many members do you have now? Are we around 100, 150? Where are we at? We're at nearing 140 right now, um, nonprofits in Lincoln. And there are many more. Of course, I'm, that's my job. You know, I'm always recruiting uh, new young nonprofits and other nonprofits that may not be members yet to, to join us. But I'm excited about that growth and that there's a again, I'm biased, of course, I'm sure. a director, and that's my job. But I think there's a great unity in Lincoln of nonprofits and understanding that being a part of Cause Collective can really and uh, help your nonprofit out with just that peer support, that building that trust is invaluable, right? The better we know each other, the better we work together as a city. And the bottom line is helping the community. We're all here for that. Even though we're competing for dollars, we're aware of that. There's wonderful local funders who are also members of Cause Collective, and they're aware we're competing, we're aware we're competing with each other. But there's, a, I think, an overwhelming understanding that we're here to support each other and to support the community is the bottom line. Just to get more baseline about the organization as a whole, you know, you are one man and, and there's so much that you have capacity for and you surely have to rely on staff and board. Can you tell us a little, a little bit about the size and makeup of, of that support staff around you? Because when we think about, you know, Lincoln's a growing community and there's a, and there's a diverse set of needs and there should be a diverse set of uh, diverse being, you know, experienced viewpoints that would support you. Tell us more about that piece of your organization, please. Well, yeah, I'm glad you asked because I'm excited. Uh, up until uh, nine months ago, it was just me. <laughs> and that was a, uh, again, I loved it and I still, it's a great fit for me. Uh, this is my ending place as far as career. I'm really excited about that. But it was, it was busy. And that, that growth was challenging to provide that number of services. But that's paid staff. And now I have a, a part-time paid projects coordinator. She's just amazing. She's very fast, and everyone really likes her. So that's a big help. But I should backtrack. I guess when I say it was just me, that's for paid staff. But it was definitely not just me in that growth. We, uh, When I became director, we started about six new committees, for uh, education committee, social justice committee. And that is all on the kindness of these member agencies, staff, who use their time a little bit, each of them use a little bit of their time to help on these committees. So they very much drive the direction. And of course, overall is the board, but the committees really give a member input, say this is what, for example, the education committee says, this is what we need trainings on. And we do a survey for the whole membership, but they're the directors that have been around a while and they have a really good bead on the nonprofit community. So they will say, here, what about a training on this? I've always wanted a training on this. I go make that happen. 
But uh, all these great ideas, all these great things Cause Collective does came from within the membership and ultimately the board through a strategic plan. And uh, uh, 80% of our board is from within the membership. I don't want it all to be from within there. We want to help with the community members from outside the membership that help with transparency and help guide us because they have great input as well. But having a board uh, from within the membership really gives me keeps me in touch with them so they drive that as well that's why it's such a great question Kurt because that's what the makeup of cause collective they're not just members getting a service but they're members who are helping guide where we go which is invaluable to me so what I often tell people I I have no reason to fail I have no excuse to fail because I have all this great advice and I know what they want They're, they're feeding me this information I just have to go make that happen so you're 140 members and uh, they provide essentially the the bulk of the board and then also provide um, help with the different services that are provided within within the organization. Exactly, yep. And that 140 members is nonprofit agencies. So I don't have an exact count, but that's probably, that could be 10,000 people. Sure, so, sure. So uh, we're proud to have Lincoln Public Schools as a member because they're a yeah, nonprofit. Absolutely. Uh, Food Bank, Centerpoint, there's... Oh, community action. There's another a thousand employees. So right, right. I get to reach out to them and say, "Hey, we have we need some more new community committee members. Maybe you're interested on getting some experience or just helping out. If yeah. everyone does a little bit of it, we can get a lot of stuff done." What's the historic uh, trends in funding sources? Um, does it depend on who's in political power in Washington, or is it more local? How how does the funding Stream for all these nonprofits uh, ebb and flow through the course of of time, and what do you see? What affects those changes? For us, for Cause Collective, it's it's very local. So about forty five percent of our funding is from membership dues. We do get some grants, some from the county, uh, some from the city, and some from local foundations. And then we have a corporate sponsor program. So if there's a for profit out there that believes in our mission and says, "Yeah, we we like this. Working together is a good idea." We'll get a donation from them as well. Yeah. Uh, in nonprofits in general, yeah, it, it's it, uh, always ebbing flow and, and everything is a factor. Well, yeah, you've got uh, uh, taxing agencies. You know, the, the school system, of course, they can they can levy taxes. Uh, you've got lots of different sources. From I suspect for the smaller organizations, they rely on grants quite a bit, and those grants can come from a lot of sources. So, yep, grants can be uh, government grants, local foundation grants. Uh, donations, there's federal grants, depending on what you do. You know, for example, my previous nonprofit, well, the three previous nonprofits I worked at, I worked under a federal grant from the Office of Refugee Resettlement. So we applied, uh, I was at Asian Center before here, and we would apply to them, to to that office, uh, to get funding. Is that part of the services that you offer is uh, a funding resource development? We do grant writing trainings uh, upon request, or just we try and have one or two a year just on general grant writing. Typically, that charges younger and new nonprofits, but it also could be a new grant writer who's at a larger agency who doesn't have some experience, as much experience. Do nonprofits uh, come into being uh, to meet certain needs that, uh, that folks decide, hey, we need to have an organization to address this particular issue or problem? How, how does that work? That's exactly, that's great. That's exactly how it should work. Yes. Yeah. So if someone who 
sees uh, identifies a need, they might do some homework. They might uh, hopefully they'll look into the community and see if there's some another nonprofit doing that work already. So a more efficient way of doing that rather than starting a nonprofit may be going to uh, help out. Like Matt Talbot does a wonderful job of, of helping the homeless and providing food and many, many other services. So before you may start a nonprofit to do that same thing, check them out. It may be even probably more efficient to go help them. If your goal is to uh, support and help the community, the best way may or may not be to start a new nonprofit. So uh, we always just advise do some homework first. Go reach out to the ones that may be duplicating that. If you don't find any, anything, absolutely we 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 support that. Yeah. So as an individual, if you have a passion for a particular subject, you can probably find a nonprofit that's out there that you can work with them, go volunteer and and do what uh, you can to maybe be more effective than trying to reinvent the wheel then. 100%. Yeah. Okay. Perhaps a question before we go on break, Lynn. So I'll try because that's a easy question to answer. When we think about getting involved in, in, in our community through the creation of a nonprofit, let's say there is a pressing issue and there is a gap and there's a need. If, you, if a person doesn't know how to start a nonprofit, I was in this position once. I went to the UNL's Civic Law College and they were able to provide support and help. Do you interface with them at all to, to one, help your existing nonprofit members better improve their bylaws, their um, documents, things of that nature? Yeah, absolutely. I would say uh, it's not one of our core services if they're not, if they're pre-nonprofit status. Uh, but I'm happy and I love, uh, in fact, I volunteer for another nonprofit that does that. And then I would help them, you know, get some bylaw samples and make those appropriate for their agency and help them get up and started. So, yeah, I do, I do support that. Cause Collective, I think, more, I would say, on the official record is once they're a nonprofit, we invite them to be members, and then I can we can help them, and it's often after the fact too, and it's no one's fault by any means, but people get everything in place, they get their bylaws, they get their board, and they might have something. A good example for a younger nonprofit is the executive director, who might be making some money, is also the board president. Completely legal, not a good idea, and not good to maintain that. So we want to encourage them to work towards moving away from that. Um, I think we'll go ahead and take an early break, and uh, we'll continue this conversation with Jason Varga, who's the executive director of Cause Collective. So don't go anywhere. We'll be back in just a minute or two. Welcome back to Our Street. Lynn Fisher and Kurt Elder, as always, um, in the second half of our show here with Jason Varga. Uh, we'll start off with some uh, uh, some new questions. Uh, the one the one I have, Kurt. Do you want to go ahead? No, please go ahead. Okay, I have what we're always talking about here on our street about neighborhoods and neighborhood associations, and and uh, Kurt and I are both involved to some degree or another with neighborhood associations. How many are members of your of your organization? Do you have any neighborhood associations as members? Oh, you might stump me in my recall memory here. Yeah, you've got 140, uh, I just wonder. Because uh, I know, for example, here in College View, uh, I'm involved with this neighborhood association. I'm, I'm sure we're not. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, we'd love to have you. Well, <laughs> we'll look into it. Yeah, um, I don't think so. The south, south of downtown, 
is a member. I'm not sure if they're official neighborhood association, but they do very similar work. I, they, I, I think I'm sure they are south yeah. of downtown. I know, yeah. I uh, know is so. Uh, but it, you know, maybe this is a resource that uh, neighborhood associations should tap into, and and uh, certainly worth talking about. Kurt. So the best thing I really enjoy about College Collective is that their membership of the 140, it's not some top secret list that, you know, you only get to by by a paying to play. You can go to their website and, and then take a quick look. So I just did a quick look on their website for a neighbor and it's the Good Neighbor Center and NeighborWorks Lincoln. Those were, I suppose if I would search for other keywords, we, we might find some others, but still, I think that's a great idea, Lynn. Neighborhood associations. Well, I mean, yeah, like our organization here, it's a nonprofit. You know, we're, we're a 501c3. And we have our challenges. I'll bet there's some uh, some resources we could uh, certainly utilize uh, from your organization. So we'll we'll check into that. And just one to build on that. You know, we used to have a, uh, a program called, uh, it's the uh, Great Neighborhood Program, where we did a lot of training to help neighborhood, neighborhood leaders become better in their better in their efforts to be more stable over time. People age out, things like that. Maybe that's a new line of business for you. Who knows? Well, I, I'm, as I'm listening to you both, I think this is why the interview is, the timing is serendipitous. Yeah. Um, we're always, our membership committee, in fact, one of our committees is always looking for new ideas and new organizations that may be a good fit. And again, overwhelmingly, if you're a registered nonprofit, even if you don't have the 501c3 status, uh, you're, you'd make a great member. We'd love to hear from you. And neighborhood stations is a good area we probably need to reach out to as well. But yeah, Good Neighbor Center. KZUM has been members for years. Good Neighbor Center. Uh, Lincoln Housing Authority. Similar agencies. Sure. But uh, neighborhood station associations would be great. And I'll tell you why now is it even great, even better timing for that is, uh, I don't know, hopefully I'm not taking away your question, Kurt, on the, the board match page. But <laughs> uh, we are... Part of our expanded goal uh, this year and next year is to reach out more deeper into the community, and neighborhood associations is a great place to do that, of course. But we, I, I believe, and I think others would, would agree, there's uh, X number of people. I'm going to make up this number. Let's say there's 10,000, maybe more people in Lincoln who would make excellent board members and enjoy that opportunity to engage with the nonprofit community. And that's a great way to give back is to be on a board. Everyone has a passion about something, and there is a nonprofit in Lincoln doing that. So that means uh, they would make a good board member. There's a lot of mis, uh, misunderstanding, or maybe that's not the correct word, but a lot of people that just don't know where to start, for one, and two, they don't know they're qualified. We do a training uh, for our members that is a basic roles and responsibilities. It's a free training for nonprofit members, and that's a good one if you're a younger neighborhood association or you have a lot of new board members. But we are expanding that reach to get out into the community because we want to increase the inclusiveness and the diversity of these boards in Lincoln and help them understand through this training it's important information to know these basic roles and responsibilities, but it's not rocket science either. I can train you and I would even give you a, a little certificate of attendance. I love that. You know, I would like that, but it, you know, if that helps. But that information is invaluable to be on a board, but again, it's, it's easy to understand, and we want to connect you to a place that you're passionate about. They may not have an opening right away, uh, but you can get connected and volunteer in another way and really get to know that nonprofit, and eventually, and I would let them know right away, say, 
I'd love to help you out, but eventually I'd, I'd, I'd love to be on your board and help in that way too. I would love a list myself, and I think of the nonprofits that agree of 10 people that in the future that I know have already been involved with my agency and that are interested on the board. Man, that would make executive directors and the board's job so much easier. Well, I, I know that's a challenge for all the different organizations that I'm involved with and, and on several boards. It's, uh, you know, to get good participation and find people, especially, especially young people that have uh, new and fresh ideas. Yeah. That's always a big challenge. And uh, that's, I think that's true across the, across the board on all the organizations that you probably deal with. Again, I take a look at your website and we will have you know detail what that website is and the contact information is before we end this interview. But when I was looking at it, there's a section on legislative uh, bills that you support. Uh, I know that you have a lot of help now, but there's so many bills that just take time to go through and reference. How do you know what bills to support or oppose, or do you rely on other groups like the League of Nebraska municipalities or other groups to then help you vet that process? Can you tell me more about how you do that? Yeah, and that ties, that's a great example. Another, another committee, we have the advocacy committee, and that's made up of people that do much more of that than I do. And a part of our mission is to help uh, nonprofits understand the importance of advocating and lobbying on behalf of those they serve and themselves. And our committee is made up, I think we have seven to eight people uh, from Nebraska Appleseed, out Nebraska, uh, Nonprofit Association in the Midlands, uh, the agencies that really focus on that, and they're invaluable to me. Again, these are the committees that are telling me, um, here's the bills that are going to affect nonprofits or those they serve. Uh, that makes up a big chunk of our membership. So they, and there's oh, at six, 700 bills, right? So they, I think probably some of them look at every single one. <laughs> like Kurt said, I don't have the time to do that. But they, I know they do this every year and I trust them. Let's take the uh, top 10 and say these are bills of interest. So we'll make sure all our members are aware of these are the bills of interest of the people that you may serve. Sometimes it's on housing. Uh, a lot of times it's on e equality. Uh, so example is uh, out in Nebraska told me about the federal equality bill. It's kind of stuck at the Senate right now. But uh, once that bill is brought to me, I go through our official process, which is through the advocacy committee and then through the board. And if it's a, a bill that we should, that, that's a fit for cause collective either to support, which in this case, of course, we're supporting the federal equality bill or oppose, we make sure and go through that process so it's, it's official. Then I can speak out on behalf of cause collective after we do that. But yeah, it's all about that committee's help to help me keep track. And then we post it on Facebook and do what we can to help raise awareness. So perhaps this is a good transition to the idea of goals. So, you know, you have doubled in size, you have more capacity. And goals are you know, short-term, medium, long-term. And you say that this is your, you know, final resting place. You, you are very happy. So... And when it comes to goal setting, sometimes it, it, is, it, it is more than just your wish list. But if we could think about what the board and yourself have for those you know, intermediate to long-term goals, what's resonating around your group? So five, four years ago, we, four or five years ago, we did a, a really all-encompassing strategic plan. And the, some of the new committees came out of that um, from 
that came our lobby day. We have an annual nonprofit lobby day that was created by Cause Collective, and we have great partners with that 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 help us out on that. Uh, really again invaluable to get me through that that's a big day and i'm proud that nebraska now has that so those are that was a big one and you said it perfectly kurt i think we uh we met most of those goals and did really well on that big strategic plan about last july we did kind of an updated version of that so kind of a mini strategic plan to get us through the next two years and i think after that we'll do a really big one but what came from that was things like this board match page so Anyone that's interested and, and think they might be a good fit on a board, just go to that board match page, and then we have an opening of members who, um, members who currently have an opening on their board that you can contact to get more information from them. One, we, we still have a little time, but why don't you go ahead and tell folks what the web page is and contact information about your organization, how they want if they want to contact you directly. But give that information now, and then we'll 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 have a, a time for a few more questions. Yeah, our website is causecollectivelincoln.org, .org, of course. Our phone number is 402-441-4399. And you feel free to call or email me at director at causecollectivelincoln.org. When, they go, to talk when, to you. when they go to your website, what are the things you're going to see first? What, what's on the homepage? What kinds of resources or what do you have there? So, of course, there's a donate button at the top <laughs> if you'd like to use that uh, there on the left is if you are a nonprofit listening and you're interested in learning more on the left I believe it says join cause collective or join us uh, that where you can learn more about the services that we do provide for nonprofits towards the right is a button that says community outreach and that will drop down to three things one is our weekly radio show here through KZUM the other is uh, the board match page I mentioned and the third is a uh, community newsletter called In Common. This is free for everyone in Lincoln, Lancaster County. And if you're in California listening and you sign up, I won't kick you off. That's fine. <laughs> we, we have room. But its focus is really to help the community find places to go for uh, community engagement to volunteer. Uh, my member agencies will submit jobs, potential jobs on there and other events, fundraising events. If you're going to go out and have a, a fun night out, why not support a nonprofit while doing that? There's events all throughout the year that you can to, to join to do that. So what do you see uh, long term? Uh, just give us a sense of what you have planned for the for the near the near term here as far as developing your organization to, to provide those services in a in a better way or in some different way. Yeah, I think for me, my uh, you know, of course, we will follow our strategic plan. That's the best thing a nonprofit to do is stick to that plan. There's always okay to make adjustments, but those should be discussed and have a good reason to do that, right? You've got to make that solid ground. Uh, so I'm thankful we do that, and my board supports that strategic plan that we've made that is invaluable to me of knowing where to go. Now, I think the best example I could give is probably that I love the direction of cause collective being coming known more in the general community because that can help us drive those great uh, Lincolnites who we know there are out there that are interested in helping in some way and help them understand yeah there's a little bit of education here to be a good board member uh, I can help you with that and then here's the boards that you can join the board is the heartbeat of the nonprofit if everyone on every single board knew some basic information and followed those rules, our nonprofit sector would be much stronger. Well, 
Jason, thank you so much for coming on and, and telling us all about Cause Collective. And, and hopefully folks will uh, take advantage of the resources that you have and you'll get some, uh, some interest. So I uh, hope you come back to the show sometime. Oh, anytime, you guys. I'd love to come back. Thank you right. for having thanks me. Thanks for all your good work. Yeah. Well, for Kurt Elder, Lynn Fisher saying thanks again to, for listening to Our Street. And uh, we'll see you next week right here on KZUM.